Hi, everyone, and welcome. This is One Mic Night, the podcast that brings you inspirational and personal stories of artists and their journey in entertainment, helping to guide, answer questions, and hopefully motivate your path in the business. My name is Marcos Luis, and in this episode, my guest is fantastic. She's a singer, she's a songwriter, she's an incredible, incredible performer. Please welcome Keita P to One Mic Night. Hello. Hi, Keita P. How you doing? Hey. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on One Mic Night, the podcast. Thank you for having me. I couldn't have this podcast without you, first of all. Let's start by that. <laughs> so I want to I do something. Uh, what's, what's it been like for you during this whole pandemic time? Um, for me, on a personal note... It's just been a day-by-day process. Because some days I consider a win, some days I consider a loss. Um, just on my mood alone and like what I attribute to that mood. Um, I haven't been as productive on the work side. I've really, t- I have taken this time to kind of do my own research about a lot of things that I've been curious in outside of music. And then also, trying to fix up my place um, on a personal level to make me feel good in my space, you know, since right, I'm going to yeah. be here, you know, more often um, and not in my office because I do have a day job. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, all together, <laughs> it's a day by day process. I do have uh, bouts of depression um, just with the idea of like things aren't the way they should be, you know, and just missing, you know, missing the idea of like going out, you know, to barbecues, just hanging out and socializing. That's kind of like still halted. Um, People are still not getting together. And, um, you know, and I'm all about that type of community, um, you know, and that's what kept me thriving. And, you know, and it's been challenging trying to stay motivated to create because I do have people in my world that are actively and just always creating, especially during this time. But for me, it's just been like, more so a journey of like seeing who I am for who I really am, (laughs) seeing myself for who I really am. And like, I realized uh, through these past months, there's a lot of things I love about myself. And there's a lot of things I don't like about myself. So I've been trying to on a mental state first rather than writing it down but trying to move past it and you know that so creating wise I have been with my band a bit and with a few other people but nothing has been finalized and that's also due to the state that I'm in and everybody else is in that I'm working with like we're just not in the finishing mode but we do have all these ideas so there's pieces of ideas right now that my band, um, Black Licorice and I, we have been working on through Zoom and virtual, you know, like conversations and then just sending each other uh, sound vibes, MP3s. So there's pieces of ideas that we are floating around with each other that we're trying to build out, but we could have built this out like a long time ago if, you know, the world wasn't what it, what it is now. So, you know, it's just actualizing, finalizing that has been the challenge, but creating, I would say, it's the same like I have my inspiration and I jot it down more often than not now and yeah well I think that's interesting what you say because a lot of people feel the same way you know what I mean and we feel like we're confined to this area but the good thing is is that we have things like zoom and we have the virtual technology so we can still at least get some things done 
Yeah. I think, you know, we don't always have to be in creative mode, but I think you hit the nail right on the head. You said you're doing things that you've wanted to do that you needed to accomplish otherwise in your space, uh, just in general. And I think that's what this time is for. I think the universe has given us this time for those of us who have been healthy and been able to stay healthy to reconsider and to, to actualize some things that we need, needed to actualize and to be more grateful and be thankful for the things that we had. So when we do, if we do get it again, we'll be more appreciative. Right. So I think you hit the nail right on the head. I do. (laughs) How did, um, how did music start for you? Were you always musically inclined? Were you always a singer as a child or? Actually, um, it started in church um, growing up and I had two older sisters and when, in my earlier years, um, it sometimes church, I think, is used as like, you know, just entities are used also as like a daycare or whatever, but sure. there was choir rehearsal and I also wanted to be with my older sisters and so they were a part of choir rehearsal and so I just joined, I think I was four, I'm not sure, but I was just like a little person and um, I just enjoyed singing and then slowly but surely throughout those years and by the time I was probably in high school it just I had developed my own voice and you know I I had struggled with a lot of stage fright and still had a lot um, during my teenage years so Mm -hmm. you know I really wasn't capitalizing on my gift and having like tons of solos I was more like take a chance on me oh I forgot the words (laughs) it's just like it's just uh so I have grown a lot but it started um through that and also my mom is a really great singer she probably wouldn't um say that herself but she she definitely like we had so many um i have so many memories of like karaoke nights with the family that my mom ran during the holidays um growing up and she was really good you know singing those whitney houston covers and um you know just going in and then my sister my oldest sister she's very she's very good at singing she didn't pursue it like you know they went into other paths and lives but yeah so i learned from them and um i just took it liking um or when i was very little to whitney houston i think it was kind of just like planted in my brain because that was the first cassette tape i ever got in my like stocking when i think i was six was a whitney houston tape (laughs) and you know and i just started to listen and tried to mimic those things um as i got older you know mimic how she sounded and you know uh, for the young kids that are listening that don't know what a cassette tape is. <laughs> <laughs> that true? It's a little plastic thing with a band that you put into a machine and it played music. <laughs> yes, and you had to actually rewind it, rewind, rewind it. it. Yeah, funny. you know, and, you know, sometimes your tape popped and sometimes you could, like, tape it up. And, um, and then people, when people made you a mixtape on a cassette, you knew they really cared because they had to, like, do a yes, lot of rewinding, yes, yes, play yes. over stuff, get the timing right. Sometimes they would add their voice as, like, a ha-ha. But you knew somebody cared about you if they wrote a mix, I mean, if That's they created a little mixtape for you. Oh, you're taking me back. It took time. That's right. It's, it's different from a mixtape now. Mixtape means something else now. You're right. Where did, where <laughs> yeah. did you grow up? What's, what state was it? Um, I grew up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, that's right. And that is, you know, central PA, I believe. Yeah. Right. And, um, yeah, it's a small town. It's the capital, but it's, 
it's definitely like small townish and I think a lot of the local businesses are dying but every time I go back I just see more and more pop um more and more chains um there but there's a lot of artists out there and I just think that they should do more coming together right I forgot I forgot you were from Harrisburg PA because I grew up pretty much outside the uh Pittsburgh area in the oh suburbs. okay cool mm-hmm. I've never been to Pittsburgh here. yeah it's on the other side but uh yeah, that was that was interesting. Interesting life over there. Very interesting. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did you come to New York? Um, in two thousand five of June two thousand five, and I came for school. Um, and then when I finished, I just decided to stay. I didn't want to go back home because you know I just didn't see my life like you know prospering and the things I wanted to do because I really did want to focus on the arts and music and something just something that was just different and that was all me you know that that I really loved and had a passion for right did you already have the confidence to to pursue music were you did you study music in school so yes no so I mean I would say yes but um, I still continue to study to this day because I didn't, I, I don't think the courses I was in for music really served me well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to a conservatory uh, and they, I had a music theory class for like one term or something. And so you can't really learn music theory from just like one term. It takes like years, but it wasn't you know, something that was mandatory for the whole entire program, just for a segment of it. And um, yeah. And what was the other part of your question? No, I was saying, did you move here for music? Is that what you studied in school? And yeah, no, um, I actually moved here for school Mm -hmm. and was not sure what I really wanted to do right after I graduated because I went to school for musical theater. Um, and I realized going through school for going to school for musical theater that I hated musical theater. Like, I mean, I don't hate it, but I don't like it for me. Why is and that? I do like musicals, but um, for me, I just didn't like the atmosphere. I, I couldn't care less about the people, to be honest, that are a part of the musical theater right. community, which is like it's a community and you have to be like really invested and even so that those some of those people are my friends or I identify with their artistry and stuff I just didn't after being engrossed in that atmosphere with um all and it's very political in some aspects I feel Mm -hmm. like and you always have to be on whether you're off stage or not and there's a lot of manipulation and I did not like the um um what is it the the audition process. I really do like being in plays and performing that way, but the process is just like, well, who wants to go through all that degradation? Right. Like I can't do it. Um, sure. You know, and also I still needed like when I graduated from that uh, conservatory, I had like years of building my confidence to get back on stage again because they tore down my, you know, like I'm not blaming them, but right. I took it as them tearing down a lot of my confidence and a lot of like me trying to figure out who I was as an artist and where my voice sounded. And it was them trying to like mold me into something, you know, Mm -hmm. mold me into a product. And like, she came from this conservatory and yeah, you can get a job. Like, and it just wasn't promising. And it was just like, this seems like a very fleeting life. Most of my professors are 
broke musicians, broke people in theater and just teaching, you know what I mean? So it's just like, that's not something I want. Like, and I understand there's passionate people, like we wouldn't have, and like, there's passionate, genuine and real people in the industry. And I, we wouldn't have like that industry without that. Like, that's very true. But from what I experienced, I kind of was overwhelmed with more of the negative and I just realized I just want to sing. I don't want to deal with the politics of being a part of someone else's show. Like I will do it one day, but if it feels right, if it seems right, if the situation is like what it needs to be for me, but you know, it's not my thing. And I still go to, you know, see musicals, you know, good or bad. Um, But you know, I don't, it's just not my thing. It really, it just turned me off like completely. (laughs) I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I think I'm the same way. I you study theater and, and I studied theater in college and I'm just not into the whole process of, of all that. You know, you know the theory, I know the work. You know, I'll audition for a play or I'll get in a play. I'm doing one right now, you know, and I, I renewed my love for theater, but I don't like the process of of auditioning and, you know, being rejected. It's not that I feel any way about my own personal skills. Mm-hmm. But I just don't like the process. And I, I have to agree with you on that one, too. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully, I'm glad I didn't sound too harsh, but that no, was like my takeaway from school. And sure. then that's why I solely focused on music, because I was like, that's the truest part of me. So. Right. And in that way, you can create your own thing. So, you know, which then leads me to ask you about songwriting. How, what inspires you to write music? Um, just my life experiences and also stories from other people. Like I've written a few songs that maybe people, if they listen, they may think I'm talking about myself, but I'm actually not. I'm talking about somebody else's experience that it's just hearsay. <laughs> um, but I um, feed a lot off of my emotions in the times and in the moment um, that I'm living in, if that makes more sense. Because um, sometimes when I do go back to like, to play an older song of mine that I created a few years ago or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't necessarily get back to the mental state I was in when I created that song, you know, um, or mm-hmm. the emotional state. I, I mean, I get pretty near sometimes, but I can't always. And it just, it, you know, I, I'm inspired by a lot. I don't always jot things down. I don't always finish things, <laughs> but the things I do finish are worth worth it you know like there's always like a lesson in it for me and it always resonates with um at least one other person in this world well definitely with me i I was going to ask you because sometimes when i see you perform it's almost like like some songs let me see it, it kind of takes you away and i can't tell if you know as the viewer as the person in the audience watching I see you, it's like you go into a whole nother world. Are you feeling that too? For, um, for some of the music? Sometimes, like sometimes, sometimes I'm really just trying to focus on my chords because I still don't feel that strongly in my guitar playing. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes I do feel the energy and it gets overwhelming. And, um, but I do, I do feel it, you know, uh, sometimes. And then the other times that I don't, it's, it's a little jarring because other people feel certain things that I'm not feeling in that moment. And um, people do like to express themselves immediately after you get off stage and um, like come up to you, which is great, which is wonderful. But I always, I haven't always handled myself well in those situations because of the energy. And like, 
I've had people come up to me immediately after me stepping off stage just in tears. And it's been so jarring. And I know that they're like happy and right. feeling something great, but it's just like, it's, it's, I'm glad that you're feeling that. And that's really what I want for you to have that experience and, you know, really grow or, you know, just have something to take away that resonates. But sometimes that's what it is. It's just for you. You don't, you don't need to come back to me to tell me or to try to place any of that energy on me because it really did come from you because you're experiencing it. Cause I was in the same place at the same time with you singing my song and I did not experience it, if that makes sense, but wow. we are experiencing something together. Right. <laughs> but see, isn't that the beauty of art? You know what I mean? Like art can be, it's out there and then we all have our own perception and we all feel something different or interpret it a different way. And I think that's the beauty of it all. It reaches and it touches someone in a different way. So like you said, once you, what you're feeling may not be what the other person's feeling, but it's all art and it's left open to interpretation. And I love that. I love that. And I feel that in your performances too. What are you, how are you with videos? Because we're, we're at an age now where obviously things are visual. Do yeah, always... I don't do the, the best. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, you, you were going to answer it. Yeah. I don't do the best. I would say out of a lot of things uh, that I you know, have my hands in as an artist to represent myself, I don't do uh, well with um, putting out a lot of video content and visualizers. Um, I, I actually need to shift, you know, uh, a lot uh, or like shift in some ways because I do invest a lot in my band and recording and the actual sound itself and I know that we have that now like the actual sound mm -hmm. and so I need to shift some of my priorities to visually like promoting my my brand and promoting me and my music and what I'm trying to share sorry I keep looking at myself when what's I'm your band what you said your, your band's name is Black Licorice Black licorice, yes. Mm -hmm. And it's um, Ose Kweku, Michael Beckett, and um, Sway on drums. And so that's uh, drums, keys, and bass. And then I play the guitar and sing. And then all of them really, they can play other instruments as well. So. Very <laughs> but talented. But it's, uh, it's the One Mike Knight uh, old ruckus band. Oh, reformed okay. A bit. okay. Reformed, just reformed. a little bit. <laughs> So what are you thinking the future will be like, you know, in terms of after this whole pandemic happens, what are you looking forward to in the future in terms More of creating? Money. <laughs> are we all? Yeah. No, more, more revenue stream, more income sure. um, to, and, and to invest into my work, my creative endeavors, um, property ownership, land ownership, um, finalizing my LLC um, and, you know, having like a physical space to start, you know, the actual business that I want to do. So that's what I see in my future. I love that. I love that. Do you have any sort of, how, how would you define your sound? I guess is what I'm trying to ask. How do you, how would you define your sound? I have a company, I have a guest, a dear friend of mine, and um, I don't know how to answer the question, so I asked her, because <laughs> she likes my music, so, um, and I thank you. And so, yeah, so I would say modern soul. Modern soul. Wow, okay. That's, uh, hmm. Yeah, I guess that would, that would describe it. Is there someone or artist that you like? or that you are inspired by? 
So there are three specific artists that I'm very inspired by. That is Michelle and Degicello. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that is Janko Nalavik, and he's an orchestral person. Like he just, I think he's from Ukraine. I don't know, someplace over there. And um, <laughs> he just makes like great orchestral or orchestral compositions. And like, it's just beautiful and you can be lost in the sauce. And a lot of hip hop artists sample him. Um, Jay-Z's um, Death of Autotune is... Um, Janko, it's completely the same song. He didn't change anything. Mm -hmm. It's just um, Janko, Janko Nilovic's, um, I think it's In This Space track. That's what it's called. Okay. So yeah, so yeah, they, you know, I uh, like him and I'm very inspired by him and I'm very inspired by Anita Baker. Um, Anita I Baker. really love Anita Ooh. Baker. <laughs> yeah, that's the old school. That's sort of a jazzy, uh, yeah, the queen of jazz. Modern jazz, yes. you're right, yeah. She's awesome. Well, I want to thank you for uh, spending some time with me, but I would love it if you played a little something for us here at One Mic Night cool. so we get a little cool. sample of what Key to P does. I'm glad to. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask my dear friend, since she's sitting here with me, if she has any requests, because I'm going to sing one song, and she's here, and she's been sitting through this whole interview. So uh, what song would you Love it. Okay, I can do that. That's like the song I can do. Yeah. So I'm going to do a key to P classic upon request of a dear friend. Okay. Right. And you can hear me just just fine, right? Yep. It's perfect. My guitar. Awesome. Cool. So you know the song. It's a dream. It's available. Love it's it. called Dream by Akil. Akil. And um, Akil wrote it. That's why it's called Dream by Akil. I sang it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Everybody, please, <laughs> please make sure you uh, follow Kita P because now. Baby, where you at? Where you at, baby? That's my mom. She wants to know where we can find you on social media. So oh, <laughs> wow. I was like, wow. 
Let everybody um, let everybody know where you at, baby. You can find me on all social media platforms at K I T A P Music. <laughs> K-I-T-A-P music, all one word, or you can just go to K-I-T-A-P music.com and you can find all my social media through that one platform. Thank you, Kita P. And get ready because the live series is coming back and I definitely want you to be on. We're going to do virtual shows again. And I would love for you to be on the One Mike Night Show. Everybody, please make sure you follow Kita P on all the social media. Check her out. The voice is incredible, incredible performer. Also, thank you for listening to One Mic Night, the podcast. Please subscribe, download, share this podcast. And now go to YouTube backslash One Mic Night. One Mic Night is spelled O-N-E-M-I-C-N-I-T-E. Subscribe to the channel. Check out the past videos all the way back from 2006. You can also follow me at Marcos Luis, M-A-R-C-O-S-L-U-I-S. Check out what I do, MarcosLuis.com. And thank you all for listening to One Mike Night, the podcast. Thank you, Marcos. Thank you, Kita P. I appreciate it. Thank you.